Listen to WAMF FM New Orleans 90.3 on your radio dial. We're back with uh, Professor and Dr. Ed Chervenak uh, from the University of New Orleans. How are you? How are you today? Everything's going fine. Thank you. Good. Good. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming down and, and enjoying us. I really appreciate it. And uh, you've been on the show before, and it was it was a uh, a lot of fun. So I hope that we, uh, it'll be that way again today. Well, we uh, politically or in uh, society-wise, we're in kind of a interesting spot here as a country. Yes, we're trying to run a presidential campaign in the middle of a pandemic. Right. <laughs> and uh, so no one in knows what's going on. Even the experts don't know because we're just in uncharted territory. Yeah, I. Uh, that is going to be kind of weird. You know, I mean, how, uh, how do you, you know, both parties want to hold their conventions this summer. How do you pull that off right. logistically and, and in a safe manner? Um, concerns about access to the polls and social distancing. Is mail-in balloting, you know, going to be the answer? Right. Or is there going to be resistance on it by particularly the Republicans? Right. Um, they seem to fear mail-in ballots as a way to increase turnout. Well, you know, I... I uh, I heard someplace that actually there was some polling done and said that Republicans are more likely to send them in. Yes, uh, because Republican olders tend to be older voters. Right. And so they rely more on uh, mail-in ballots. Like, for example, here in Louisiana, uh, 65 and older can automatically receive a, a mail-in ballot. If you know, you know, and, and once you apply for it, you know, they'll send it to you for every election from now until okay. the end. So, yeah, it makes more sense that Republicans are more likely to rely on mail-in ballots. Well, well, that seems kind of silly that they would be against it then. You would think so, but, you know, they're not looking at the data. Okay, um, well, that's good. You know, they're just basically kind of a knee-jerk reaction of, oh. I mean, you know. But their, their concern is the higher the turnout, the better it is for Democratic candidates. Yeah, well. You know, because their voters tend to be chronic voters, uh, older, whiter voters who typically turn out. And, and if you get any turnout beyond and above that, that tends to benefit the Democratic candidate. I see. Well, I guess that makes some sense, uh, some sense logically, I suppose. But it just, uh, I, I personally, you know, I, I really don't like the idea of, of mail-in ballots just in general. I just prefer that you have to, you know, if you can't go, I mean, you know, I, I understand people are sick and can't get out and, and stuff like that, but... Uh, but I mean, the future is going to be that, though. I mean, everything we do in life is now from from, from like remote. Uh, it's not even the future; it's the present. There are four states that now rely yeah, yeah, yeah. entirely on mail-in ballots. Um, U.S. military relies on mail-in balloting. Yeah, well, that's another reason why I'm against it. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> can't have that. But, so it's already here. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, I know that Oregon. I think was the first state that did it, wasn't right. it? Weren't they? Right. And uh, although I tell you, in a state like Louisiana, you have to really worry about fraud, don't you think? Uh, you know, I mean, fraud has always been part of the political process in sure. terms of voting. Yeah. I mean, we can go back and look at the ballot box stuffing, um, you know, the cemetery vote, things of that nature. But typically elections are won by such a, by a margin large enough that fraud doesn't really affect the outcome yeah, well, of, I mean, of the elections. But, uh, you know, you're with a mail-in ballot, you actually have a paper trail, which is a way to reduce fraud. Um, you know, a lot of people can say our current system of voting is more apt to be hacked into because it's electronic voting. We would never know if our vote was changed or not. Well, well I, I don't know what voting by mail entails because I've never done it. So I don't know. I mean, you, you get, I guess you get an envelope with a piece of paper on it, right? Yes, you get an envelope with a ballot in it and an affidavit. 
and then you sign it, you know, make your selection, and then you send it back in. Okay, so I'm, well, well, I mean, uh, see, hypothetically, a uh, a bail bondsman's uh, office or a clerk of court's office where they uh, have uh, forged the signatures of judges. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? Well, with you know, typically when you're counting votes and ballots, you have representatives from both parties. You have representatives in that that are making sure that there's no kind of malfeasance going on. Right. Uh, well, can it happen? Yes. I mean, there's anything's possible in terms of harvesting ballots. We saw that in North Carolina, where there were people going around door to door collecting mail-in ballots and right. then filling it in. For well, that's what people. I mean. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I mean, and that was actually a Republican. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not saying. It, I'm not saying either one side's worse than the other at all here. I'm not. Right. I'm, I'm not implying that at all. I'm just saying that it just seems that uh, a, a person who's a lawsonist or whatever you want to call it, who could be any of any stripe, right? Okay, it would give them uh, ideas anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just seems possible. But but I'm but whatever. I mean, but it, it's it's enough. There, there are lots of things you know in society. You know, when you when you're an old guy like me. And you sit around with other old people, and you know, like I was the other night for the first time in a long time at a bar for a few minutes in Jefferson, and they were talking about this and that and whatever's going on. And you know, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, this tide is already, you know, whatever the issue was, I mean, this tide has already gone out. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's not coming back. Not, you know what I mean? And you know, and once you, once you're gone, or me, or I'm gone, not you, but them, you know. The handwriting's on the wall. Was, was, you know, I mean, we don't know how it might manifest itself in the long run, whatever the issue would be, because you never know about that. You, you, know, you always think you know what's going to happen, but right. you don't necessarily know, because there's always ancillary things that happen that you have no idea, like like a pandemic, for instance. Right. Okay? <laughs> you know? So, uh, but you know, but a lot of these things that people are fighting against, I mean, you know, like you say, that they're already here. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of time, and then eventually we'll be fighting against internet. Voting, right? You know, from home, and uh, uh, and even you know that I, I have I'm hesitant about, you know, I'm an old guard type of guy, and for me, it's something about going out there and casting a ballot. Sure, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. It shows yeah. that you're committed to the right, the, the some civic duty. Yes, right. absolutely. Well, well, I think that's true. I think that's right. In other words, you you, you at least make that effort. Yes, because that's one of the problems. And look, and listen, and what I'm about to say is, I am, you know, as. Uh, as guilty of it as, as anybody for sure. You know, we live in a society, but everybody always, you know, bitches about everything that's going on to some degree, depending on what your, you know, what your issue is. But one of the reasons that things are so crappy is because people are not engaged. And often you go to like to a, say, say you go to like a town meeting and you've got like, you know, like a crackpot convention, you know, at the lectern. You know what I mean? Yes. You have and your the, activists. And then the other people, well, I'm not, well, I'm not saying no activists are crackpots, but you've got, I'm just saying, I mean, it's just, so those are the only people who get heard mm-hmm. in that forum for that, for their six minutes or their three minutes or their twenty seven seconds, whatever they give them. Okay, you know, and uh, the stopwatch is not in the Constitution, is it? No. Okay. <laughs> Your speech is free, <laughs> but, but 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 it's short at a public forum, like the city right, right. council meeting. Right, right. You know? sure they do and, to try uh, and time. Uh, you know, well, that's just a matter. Of, so you can get hopefully get everyone in there, get get alternative voices in there. Well, you know, I was thinking about polling questions for you. I don't know if I have anything specific, but I was thinking about the presidential election coming up and the one that was passed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that the poll, I used to I used to look at the polls every day, you know, like, the, you know, the, that were disseminated through the, you know, the press. 
and just to kind of keep track. And, and our, our, if I recall correctly, it was pretty close. You know, I mean, as far as like, you know, total vote, whatever, uh, like Hillary Clinton plus four, you know, maybe one day, maybe next day plus two. But the Los Angeles Times poll always always hit hit Trump ahead by like up to five, almost consistently for like a, for two the last two weeks, mm-hmm. and that was the only one. And of course, he didn't win by five percentage points. But yeah, so that poll was actually wrong. Well, okay, that's what I'm saying. He didn't. Right. Okay, but but it was consistent. But the thing about a poll now, to, to me, when you look at the numbers, I mean, I, I I haven't crunched the numbers, and I'm sure you know better than me. But just just on the outside looking in. Say you've got a poll where it says Joe Biden's ahead by five, mm-hmm. or, Do- or Donald Trump's ahead by five. But but let's say let's, it probably works better for Biden in this case. Let's say Biden's ahead by five nationally, but that could mean that Trump is ahead electorally because seventy-eight percent of the people in California are going to vote for Biden. That's right. So the the, the the real numbers don't count, which is you know. Well, the real the national vote doesn't count. Right. Uh, it's it's not the national vote. It's a national election. It's national in I scope. Understand. Right. But it's a state by state contest, right. as we know. Um, and in terms of the 2016 polls, they were pretty accurate. Actually, yes. there was there was less polling error in 2016 than there was in 2012. Well, that was my, well, that was one of my points. I mean, I think it was accurate. Now, yes. He's saying it wasn't, but I think it was. The national polls were were right on that. They they had Hillary Clinton. Now, when we talk about polls, I'm, I always stress to people to look at the averages, to look at these poll aggregators, yes. like your 530. Yeah, because one day might be something might have right. happened that your, day. Your real clear politics. You know, they they provide those averages, and that's what you need to look at because we can cherry pick any poll and show where sure. is doing well, and oh, right. you know, my candidate's not doing well there. Well, okay, look at the average because that basically cancels out all the error from multiple polls. Uh, and they had Hillary Clinton up by three percentage points on average at the at the very end, and she won by two percentage points national. Right. So now, that's, yeah, it's- the statewide polls were a bit more problematic. They don't they're 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 just not as many of them conducted um, as there are national polls, and that the the, the, the they're all over the place though sometimes. Well, they're they're you know a lot of it had to do with the fact that not that some of the not that I don't want to say least reputable, but not as yeah quality. Well, some of them are better than others, like right. anything else. Yeah, and so the national polls tend to be conducted by more quality uh, institutions and things like that, where state polls can. You know, you never know. Sure. Um, what pollsters learned in 2016 at the state level is that they had to uh, control and wait for educational attainment. Um, because, for example, say in Michigan, um, college educated are more likely now to be supportive of Democrats. We saw that in the exit polls in 2016 and 2018. Um, non-college educated are more likely to be supportive of the Republicans. But the college educated are more likely to to answer the polls, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, they're more interested. Yeah. And so if you're not controlling for or waiting for education, the poll's going to skew in a Democratic direction. And so what they've learned is, <clears throat> okay, we need to take into account what percentage of people are, are, are have a college degree, what percentage are non-college, and then wait by that, and then that way you'll get more accurate results. And so what they're showing recently is they've taken that in consideration. They know now to wait for educational attainment because that's really the biggest divide 
outside of partisanship, yeah, right. The biggest divide, particularly in, among whites, uh, is level of education. College-educated whites leaning Democrat. Uh, Non-college-educated whites leaning Republican, and we're seeing a big, huge divide there. Okay. Well, another thing about that, I mean, is, is we, is we gr we've grown up throughout this, the, the uh, all these these epochs here. Okay, that, that I've gone through anyway, politically, and polling becomes more prevalent and more, you know, uh, I don't know. But it's ubiquitous; it's everywhere. Right. But but we become more more sophisticated as well. In other words, some people a don't want to answer the question. Yes. Or they'll answer it a way that they think that they would like to data to come out. I'm not saying everybody's yes. like that, but no. Uh, you know, when we do our polls. I tell my interviewers that the person on the other end of that phone is looking for guidance on how to answer these questions. Yeah. And the only person that's there is you, the interviewer. Right. And so that's why you got to be careful about not leading them on how to answer questions. So this is what's known as interviewer effects. Or say, you know, um, there's some coverage error because some people aren't answering the phone that, you know, you would like to be answering the phone. Right. And this is where the margin of error in polling comes into play. You know, uh, could be sampling error, coverage error, interviewer effects, and so that's why we hedge our bets when we say, you know, a thousand people at plus or minus three percent. We know that yeah. there's some leeway there. Sure. So we've, we're always careful about that. Well, then, this next question, I want to make it clear: I'm not implying that, that you had anything to do. You would have anything to do with this, because, and and I'm, I know I'm supposed to be a comedian, so but I'm only absolutely up and up about this, because I, I think that you're a, a fine gentleman, and you've always been, you know kind to me as well so I appreciate that but I was thinking about have, have, I wanted to ask you this question because I know you're an expert on polling are there any studies that have been done about uh, tailoring the questions I mean obviously if you're a PR firm you want it your way so have there been any, any academic studies about you know how prevalent this is or, or how to do it or how to find it or how to you know weed it out or whatever? Um, you know, question and wording is key to producing results. Um, you know, that so words matter. How you phrase the question can lead to the results that you want. And, and one of the, the example I always give my students is, uh, you know, I'm interested in gauging people's attitudes, say, towards federal assistance. Hmm. Do you favor or oppose federal economic assistance to those who are economically disadvantaged. And you'll get a distribution of opinion on that question. Do you favor or oppose federal welfare programs? I'm asking the same thing, basically, with both questions. Yeah. But people are going to be much more resistant to welfare, because that's, sure. that's a loaded term. Right, right, right. right. Uh, and so I will get a different distribution of opinion. I'm asking basically the same thing, but I'm wording it differently. And so I will get different sets of public opinion. So can I manufacture public opinion through my question wording? And the answer is yes. Yeah. I okay. Think, yeah. I can answer. I mean, uh, there have been studies that show you can just manufacture public opinion out of nothing. Uh, there was a famous study done um, asking people whether they favored or opposed the recently passed Public Affairs Act. Uh, oh yeah, some people approved it, some people opposed it, other people didn't know. There's no such thing as the Public Affairs Act. It was just a test to see, see. whether people are just answering yeah. the question right. 
yeah. just to answer the question. Right. So you can manufacture public opinion. If you know if that's what you're asking, the answer is yes. Yeah, well, I'm not figured you could. I just was wondering if, if uh, you know, there were any studies about how often it had been done or, or how it was done or, or anything like that. Right. Um, you know, when we talk about public opinion polling, the vast majority is done for market research. So, we, you know, those we're just not privy to. The, uh, this person is no longer with us, but I, I work for a, 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 it's called a firm that did, you know, product right. research. And uh, whoever was paying for that didn't get, they didn't get a, a I don't think they got an equitable uh, uh, they were bang equitable. for their money because, mm-hmm. I mean, because I, 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 anyway, uh, but. I mean, that's not to say it doesn't take place in, in political polling. You sure. can well, you can manipulate opinion. You know, we uh, it, I'm sure a lot of people have been con, you know confronted by polls where there's this message testing, right? Where you kind of read a script on describing mm-hmm. a candidate, and now that you know about that candidate, would you vote for, for that candidate? Yeah, sure. So sure. Uh, that kind of stuff does go on all the time yeah. now. Well, I mean, but you know, but if you were a candidate, I mean, you would think that she would at least initially, at some point, you'd kind of want to know actually what's going on. You would think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, candidates probably want good results. They want to see, you know, they, yeah, don't, you they just, don't want to know that uh, people aren't aware of who they are, or that they're not being hey, supported in electorate. That's the idea. I mean, <laughs> you can you can phrase that question in a way yeah. um, to get the results that you want. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I tell you. Well, yeah, and, you know, and another thing now, we, we talked about it before. We talked about uh, the Internet, you know, like voting or whatever. But, I mean, the Internet is like, that's one of the the main things on the Internet are these polls. They actually have every day. Mm-hmm. And those polls are certainly not scientific. No. You know, and I mean, you know, do you think, you know, what do you think? And, you know, and you look at the results, there's like 75% say this, you know. I mean, you know, and, well, that's the people that are looking at this, you know. Right. The, the, you know the radio call-in polls or the radio internet right, polls. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The inter- those type of polls are non-scientific. You cannot infer to the larger population right. based on those polls. You need to have a, a poll that uses a probability sample, which typically means that those individuals have been randomly selected for that poll. And, and by randomly selecting them, then they will look like the larger population. Are there any new anything new under the sun in polling? You know, we're trying some some new things. Um, one of the newest things that we're attempting to do is polling on cell phones, and basically using a, a program that can basically send a graphic to your cell phone, right, as a text message. You click it, you answer five questions, mm-hmm. and you're done. Right. And so, you know, that would then uh, supplement the landline calls that we're making because sure. we're, we're calling landlines through robocalls but we want to basically incorporate cell phones and so one of the new things we're, we're actually working on right now is how to do what's called SMS uh, okay. polling is basically to call cell phones and it's a nice graphic it's beautifully done you can just boom 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 within 30 seconds you're done with the poll well you know I, I mean I, I think that's one of the questions that would people would have because it used to be the landline deal and now of course everybody's got pretty much just got a cell phone mm-hmm. and not everybody's got a landline anymore so I was just thinking I mean all you have to do basically is just you could still randomly call cell mm-hmm. phones because just just because the, the exchanges are pretty much very similar in other words I could, you know, if you if you have a cell phone right now in, in any city where you live 
the, the, the three numbers at the beginning of your phone number, there's a lot of them are the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. Well, it depends on your list, the list that you're right. using to call. I mean, what, but you could just make. But if, if you had, if you knew the exchanges and you knew the area codes, you could just make up random numbers on a computer and call you, them. Yes, you could do what's known as random digit dialing. Yeah, uh, and that would which, be that, that would be kind of scientific, wouldn't it? I mean, to, yes, because you're you know you're just you're calling. Yeah, you're calling you're, randomly. You're not calling you're randomly. Not, yes. Yeah. Um, but we typically. I mean, when we do a poll, we're typically talking to registered voters, so we have that list. Now I'm going I'm to I'm I'm uh, hazard showing how stupid and ignorant I am by asking you a question about polling. It just, just, this is a little bit off the, off the subject, but I was talking to a friend of mine who's a mathematics professor uh, a couple of months ago, right when this pandemic st- started. And I was thinking, you know, one of the things about the coronavirus is we really don't, we really don't know how many people have it. So... Couldn't you call randomly 480 people in Louisiana, and you kind of get an idea of who's got it? I mean, if, if they knew they had it. If you tested them, I mean, I should say not call them, test them. Randomly test? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the same. It should be the same principle. Well, then why don't they do that? In other words, just pick 480 people, whatever the number, whatever the magic number is. And well, you know, typically you would probably like just randomly select a thousand people, okay, test them because the with. The, the, your margin of error is based on the size of your sample. Okay. The larger your sample, the smaller your margin. Like of if you error. ask everybody, it's 100. percent Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> cost too much money. <laughs> At least for that moment, anyway. <laughs> well, maybe not with your cell phone. Like, but uh, every, everybody gets a message when, when it's going to rain too hard. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yes. So you know, a thousand people plus or minus three percent. You then you could get a good sense of what well what's going on out there in the population. Well, it would seem like that. I mean, why wouldn't they do something like that? You got to get. Uh, first of all, you have to have a list. Well, I mean, and then you've just basically, you know, you can do address-based sampling where you know there's a phone number attached to each address. Um, like, for example, the post office has a list of every address in the state. But I mean, this is, but this kind of stuff costs money. Well, yeah, I know, but just like, it can't cost that much money compared to the, to the whole country shutting down. Right, that's true. And remember, it would only be. Uh, a snapshot in time of what percent of the people had coronavirus. Right, but, but but that would be, I think, extremely valuable. You would think so. That's not a bad idea. Problem is, is you got how are you going to get well, them tested? Well, it's probably because I because I, I probably come up with it. That's why they won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 whoever they are, they hate me. But the principle would be the same. It would work. Oh, that, but it would just be the, the, the cost of getting people out there, you know, to test them. You, you know, there are ways we could do it. Certainly. Well, let me let me ask this question. Let me just uh, clarify this just a tad from from my little mind. That thousand, that figure of a thousand people, that would work like in any state. That's yes, all, that's all you need. That's all you need. A thousand people in California. Okay. As long as they're randomly selected. And that's they, what I figured. But I just want to make sure I knew the concept. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So okay. you could do a thousand people for the country. I mean, they split okay. the polls right for fifteen hundred sure. people. But you, yeah, but I think in this in this case, I think you'd probably want to have it more localized as possible because of the disparity and how it's how it's hit the country. Right. And I think that's one of the, the the real key. You know, that would be the real challenge. You know, it's one of you the, see it in New York to yeah. a straight degree than you see in other right. parts of the country. And. Not that I want to get into a debate about the Electoral College, but I, I kind of think that the Electoral College, was, for a variety of reasons, should stay, okay? Because, especially in, in this day and age, because now we're so fractured, and different parts of the country have different views mm-hmm. on different things, and that was kind of the deal in the first place. 
you know, but the small states and the large states. But that's you know, but that's another that's another one of those things that I was talking about before. That bought, that's it's not quite out the door yet, but I think eventually it'll, it'll that'll go by the wayside, depending on who gets in control. Well, you know, neither the reality is neither party wants to see the electoral college go by the wayside well, because that, that's that prevents the emergence of third parties. I see. If we that's, went to yeah. a straight yeah, national yeah. vote, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, then good. some yeah. independent candidate, third party candidate, right? Well, sometimes okay. Well, some, well, sometimes you know, uh, partisan hackery is good. <laughs> I th I think you know what would happen is say if one candidate won by five to ten million votes but didn't become president yeah. because of the electoral college, right. then I think there would be enough outrage. Yeah, like a California voted for somebody, everybody else voted for somebody else. Right, or you know, <laughs> for example, you know, Hillary Clinton wins by what three million votes. Right. Uh, and so people accepted it, but I think if it got a you know five million, ten million difference, and you know something, something went wrong. Right. Here. But, uh, but if but if Hillary Clinton would have got would have lost by two million votes and she would have won the electoral college, they wouldn't have given it back. <laughs> no. Okay. And, and, yeah, and the no, other no, side, no. They, you know, that's what I say. Neither party wants yeah, to give yeah, up the electoral yeah. well, college. I never thought of that. But that's good. Well, actually, I, I didn't think of it in those terms. But with all of the, the acrimony. That goes on on in our public discourse mm -hmm. today, or in, even our private discourse. Okay, <laughs> I have to say, uh, I have this feeling that one of the things that keeps us free is that we have all these strident people on the right and all these strident people on the left, and they kind of keep each other honest. Otherwise, if if the right does X, then the left jumps all over them, and and the opposite is true, and that kind of keeps us free. Right. As long as we do have the, the, the free speech. Right. Now, if you can't say this and you can't say that, well, you know. And we kind of creeping a little bit towards that now too. It's like you know, which is another reason why I think Trump probably underpolls, because I think people don't want to let people know that they like him. Yeah, but they're you know they're talking to a stranger over the phone. It really shouldn't be any kind of. Well, it shouldn't uh, be. It shouldn't be. But and, and you know, but it just seems like his supporters are actually more enthusiastic than say the supporters for Biden, and that they should well, be out there. Well, that, that may expressing be, that that view. Well, that may be a. Uh, not a good example, although, <laughs> although, although it's true, okay. But I'm just saying, I mean, in, in the broader sense, because I mean, Biden's a special case, because he, you know, he he ran for president twice and he got many, many votes as I did, right? And he and he's a lot more famous than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, listen to WAMF FM New Orleans, ninety point three on your radio dial. So the, the 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 shy Trumpster, I'm, I I haven't really bought into because the the, the data shows that. His supporters are much more enthusiastic. Well, I can tell you, I, I don't have a, I, I don't have a thousand person sample, okay, but I can tell you that that's I think that is the case. Yeah. But it, it also goes for other things. I just not just him. I think it goes for other other candidates too in other elections, depending on what the election is and how 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 out the box passionate people get about these issues. You know, and it, it can it can be the other side as well sometimes. Right. You know, and uh, I mean I can remember back. Uh, when Fred Flintstone and I were in high school together, uh, I, there was a time when I was at UNO that I can remember having a discussion after uh, a lecture by one of the political science professors about how it was going to be a one-party system in America in the late 60s. Because, I mean, they, they were like, you know, for, the House of Representatives was like, you know, like 70% Democrat, mm -hmm. something like that, you know. And, of course, uh, so, I mean, things can change. You know, and, 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 and I think we may have—I may have said this before to you if we were talking about national politics. Uh, I look back at, the, at, our, at our presidential elections in my life, in my life, my adult, my adult life, and I think that every presidential election has has been 
uh, a reaction to the previous one. In other words, if there was no Nixon, there's no Carter. If there's no Carter, there's no Reagan. Right. If there's no Reagan and, well, there's no Ross Perot, there's no Bill Clinton, in my opinion. Now, people right. say that's not true, but I think that is true. I think it is true. And, uh, and then, it, and then after, without Bill Clinton, there's no George Bush because there was such animosity for whatever reason towards Clinton. Well, I, it's not so much animosity. Uh, I don't, in fact, he went out with the higher approval rating than he came in. Okay. Um, so, I mean, well, were, that, that was the one thing about Clinton. Republicans is everything to basically disparage him and and ruin his reputation. But his highest rating came on the day he was impeached. Yeah, I, I, I don't. And so think I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is that he went out more popular. Sure. Than he oh came no, no. You, well, well, yeah, so, I stand corrected. But the, the 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 idea is not so much animosity; it's just a kind of weariness. Right. All right. right of, of okay, we've had a Democrat in office for eight years. Let's give the other side yeah. an opportunity. Well, I, th- I think right. that I think that uh, they did. All they could to ruin his reputation, I would agree. But I don't think they ruined his reputation. No. I, think, I think he did. No, they ruined their own reputation because they end up. But he did he, too. They, well, because they lost seats in that midterm election. Well, in a, in a time that you know, whoever's the incumbent in the in the White House typically loses seats in midterm elections. Right. And after the impeachment, Democrats gain seats. Right. Well, and that's when Newt Gingrich had retired. Because he okay. had predicted that Republicans were going to win these well, seats. Well, well, the same dynamic happened uh, uh, this year in a, in a way. The I think I think the Republicans did not lose the Senate because of the Kavanaugh hearings. Well, I'm, I'm not there's the, the, the right. If, we talk, if we're talking right now, it's a toss-up. Well, not now. I'm not talking about. Yeah, not, no, no, no. But I'm talking about uh, the eight 2018. Congressional elections, they didn't lose the Senate because because they, they, the Democrats were hopeful that they could maybe you know get the Senate. Well, the Democrats had they faced a difficult map. They had to you know uh, every two years one third of the Senate is up for re-election. Well, yes, and so they were basically uh, defending like twenty five seats while right. the Republicans were defending. Sure. It. So they just faced a more oh, yeah. difficult map. I'm not saying it was a, yeah. but but you know. The key there was that the Republicans lost 40 seats in the House. Right. So that showed that momentum was shifting back. Oh, yeah. No, I... I well, that, but, but again, you said that usually they lose state Senate no matter who they are. The, 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 well, they didn't gain seats. No. Who didn't gain seats? The Republicans. No, 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 I'm not talking about the... Uh, I'm talking about the House now. In the House, the Democrats made a big gain. Which I think seats. everybody expected. Which, right. But, but, it's, but as you said before, they, they almost... The House usually always does... The uh, sitting president always does kind of lose. I think it's only happened twice in the last fifty. That years. they lose. That they that, that they lose. No, no, no. That they that, that they, they don't lose. That they don't lose. Okay. No, my, my point was this. Okay, I I think that you're absolutely right, right about that. It it was difficult for them to to get the Senate, but it was possible. Okay, and I think that the Kavanaugh hearings is what made it assured that the Republicans would keep it because I look at the polls every day. All right, and as soon as those, after they got into after they got into about a week of those hearings, the polls in Tennessee and some of these states where they had a shot There's dramatically flipped. Absolutely no way Democrats had a shot in Tennessee. Okay, well, all right, <laughs> well, all right. Well, I'm just well, I'm just saying that the polls changed a lot in, in a lot of those states. You I, know, if the if I mean we could argue both ways because the poll there was huge turnout. I mean, there was actually almost like presidential level turnout for this congressional election in which right right Democrats won, picked up forty seats. Uh, all I'm saying it was just a much more difficult 
map for Democrats like it is for Republicans sure. I, today. I, right. Uh, right. They, now they've got to defend 25 seats. Right. No, I, I think they're going to lose the Senate. They, uh, they I think it's not. a toss-up. I right think now. that they will, though. Um, but at this, point, because it's, it's now. I mean, you know, this is this is several months before, so anything could happen. The Chinese might invade. You know, I mean, who knows? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, you know, they might. You know, right. I mean, no, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, they're, they're loose. The Chinese. Okay, so I mean, the, the Chinese government. I have to say, make sure everybody's listening. Okay, I'm not. You know, well, the Chinese. They can't even invade Taiwan, so I, I, I don't suspect they're going to be able to. Well, they could take the Taiwan, States. but they would be in big trouble if they did. Well, I don't, <laughs> I, I, they may. I don't think. They quite have the naval capability yet, but they're getting there. Okay, yeah, yeah, they are. Well, they well they will eventually, unless unless right. we unless the rest of the world comes to its senses. But uh, but that's <laughs> but, but, but that's not well. Like look look at Hong Kong. I mean, it's like if if anybody thought that Hong Kong was this was not going to happen in Hong Kong that day that, that Britain left, they got rocks in their head. Right. You know what I mean? So I mean, come on. And I love I love. There's, there's nothing that'll get me rolling better than uh, well. There's probably about thirty five issues that'll get me rolling. But but, <laughs> but communist China. Or whatever you want to call it, the People's Republic of China, that gets me rolling. I mean, any, anyway. Well, unfortunately, though, the center of gravity is moving in that to that part of the world. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. So. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that uh, I don't have like a station wagon full of people to go stop it. Okay, right. nothing I can do about it. Okay, <laughs> except you know, I don't I don't like losing any sleep over it. Right. I mean, I might get worked up, you know, for about 15 seconds, you know, but. Uh, but I, I go on to something else, you know. Like, like I, I go on to like Drew Brees, who's like, if 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 you polled him today, he would get he would he would have gone from ninety eight percent approval rating to like three percent approval rating because now he's got everybody mad at him. Well, he's probably back up to ninety eight percent at least here in New Orleans. Uh, uh, he, I mean, uh, he he's had to apologize. Well, he apologized, and then of course he wrote uh, directly to the president saying, "Look, yeah, I did need to apologize." Yeah. So I think that's putting back a good graces here. Well, I think that you're incorrect, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, I don't think they're gonna be booing him when he strats onto the field. Well, probably not. But uh, but I, but I, I think that uh, there are a lot of people. On, there are a lot of people on both sides who are mad at him. I can tell you. Yeah, that's true. But once he starts throwing that football around, they'll forget all about that. Well, maybe. And uh, let's see. Uh, how about new? How about New Orleans politics? I don't know how many, how many, how many, much polling you've done on. Uh, on the best on thing we did was on the the mayoral approval. She's still above water, uh, <laughs> meaning far? that her approval rating is higher. Right? Than her how, how high above? Uh, I want to. Uh, I, I don't have the okay, that's okay. in my head, but I know that she's right. her higher. Her approval rating is higher than her disapproval rating. Right. How long ago was that? Do you know? Just uh, that's about three months ago. Okay. Well, that's a little while. Things yeah. happen. Things happen fast. Right. Right. Well, it's before the pandemic. Yeah. Certainly. Um, so, her approval level was a bit down from when we polled her at the uh, at the survey research center. Um, I think a lot of people's approval rating is going to go up. I think the governor's going to yeah. have has high approval ratings right. given his performance. Um, I think. You know the the mayor's numbers have probably gone up as well. Um, there's still some issues out there. The Hard Rock Hotel still, yeah. you know, blighting the landscape there. I can um, tell you when they, I can tell you when they're going to take it down. <laughs> tell me <laughs> when Sheldon Heston shows up on the back of a horse in a loincloth. Okay, that's what that's what they're going to they're going to take it down. Okay, or seems star, like it. Or star date twenty point fourteen point nineteen. Right, right. Okay, seventy nine. <laughs> 
I, I, love the, I love the statement she made that we're closer than ever to getting it down. I, well, we're also closer to the end of time than we ever are okay, right now. Just we're closer close, than we've yes. ever been. I am closer to death than I've ever been at this moment. Okay. <laughs> Which is a true statement. No, that was that's been an albatross uh, for the mayor. She's she's been leading from behind on that issue. So she's got she's what are, getting it got to get that thing taken down. What about the city council? Did what was their rating? You know, uh, they're typically you know they the legislative branch is typically rated just a bit lower than the executive yeah. branches because it's a collective body. Well, right? next time you do a poll on the city council of New Orleans. Ask a thousand people in California what they think. They'll probably give eighty percent approval. <laughs> oh, that's right, because they were. I think that was a state issue where they were going to ban the import of alligator products. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Now they're going to now they're going to uh, make the, the the French Quarter pedestrian mall. Yes. Okay. Um, and then. Uh, but in terms of city politics, I think the most interesting race is going to be uh, for district attorney. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Leon Canizero yeah, yeah. versus Jason Williams, uh, and those are two pretty powerhouse politicians. You know, when I, I looked at um, their vote across the city, that they're very po they're very popular across the city across the racial spectrum. Really? Yes. Both of them. Both both of them. them. Okay, that's uh, interesting. Yes, um, and so they both do very well in terms of crossover. And so here's kind of almost a clash of titans in terms of this ability to yeah. get this crossover vote. So it'll be interesting to see uh, yeah, what comes no, out ahead. It would be, yeah. And uh, maybe maybe Marlon Gusman will throw his hat in the ring. Uh, I, I know that he's trying to get his jail back. Get his jail back. He wants to be relevant again. You know, we haven't heard anything from Marlon Gusman in a long time yeah, since yeah. the that the federal. Well, you know, failure. Degree. Failure is a uh, y'all should have like a. A seminar on failure at at, uh, in, uh, at UNO because I mean failure is like a you know a career move in, in New Orleans. Here's a guy he he lost his jail he still gets the check and he gets reelected. Mike Ditka goes you know two and eighty nine. Okay, he gets fired. He makes three million a year. Not right. not the coach. You know what I mean? I mean it's like you know failure is a great thing <laughs> in New Orleans. Some people, and, yes. Uh, I mean so, it's just amazing. So I think that uh, I, I, that's going to be the key. Matchup, Mrs. Canizero versus. Well, that's, really, that's an interesting, uh, some insight there for sure. Because I mean, I, you know, I mean, our, our elections generally go pretty uh, racially divided. Yes. They, well, it, know, not, it depends. Not, maybe not as much as, you, as they used to be, right. but 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 it, it does. It, right. It's, but it's a big factor. Are, these are two individuals have put strong coalitions together. So it'll be interesting to see how it, it works out. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, now the the, the, the new development, like this week, but. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, with the investigation into his tax right. and then he, of course, blames it on the DA, you know. Which, and, you, uh, yeah, as a candidate, you never want to have the tax issue hanging over you, yeah. as the mayor does yeah. as well. Right. Um, you know, my wife, who, who came here as a Fulbright Scholar from uh, Central Europe, and the two things she was told was, stay away from drugs and keep your taxes. Oh, up to date and right. in line. Those yeah. are the two, you know, the two yeah. most important things. Make take care of your taxes, uh, and it's the same for candidates. Well, maybe you, you got to take care of your taxes. Maybe Miss Cantrell should go to Central Europe for a while and come back. <laughs> well, no, no. And get this is the in. State Department that told her this. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but, okay. Well, 
Oh, yeah. I see. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. Yeah, so, yeah. So, she, so, so, so an American told her that. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah. So the State Department they brief the Fulbright scholars when I they see. get here. They okay. say, no drugs. Keep your taxes straight. All right. Okay. Good. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad somebody in the State Department is doing something that sounds correct. <laughs> uh, have you heard any any scuttlebutt about uh, if she's going to have if the, our mayor will have an opponent? None. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. Um, it's hard for mayors to be defeated. Yeah. Well, it's it's. It seems in the last few election cycles locally that incumbents rarely anymore get any strong people. You know, uh, you know, particularly the mayor. No mayor has been denied a second term in, right. in modern New Orleans yeah. history. Well, one thing about the pandemic, now, now we're talking about the mayor for a second, is it, it actually stopped her from hugging everything, everybody. Yes. <laughs> I guess she's I, a hugger. No, uh, I guess I ran, ran into her yeah. at a holiday party. Oh, she hugged you? Yeah, oh. Of course. Okay. That's okay. What she does. Well, there you go. <laughs> so you're you're on a first name basis. Uh, I don't know. Okay. To be honest, okay. Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. Madam Mayor, and I'm just sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, okay. And uh, well, she seems pretty touchy feely in that way. Oh, let's see. Uh, you know that personal contact means a lot, though, to a lot of pe- to people. That, well, you know the the handshake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The handshake. Yeah. Well, the pat on the you know the shoulder. Yeah, if you see somebody and there's somebody in in, uh, in some authority and they treat you like a person. Right. I mean, it's like you know when I'm at work. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure nobody cares what I do because I'm, I'm I'm nobody. But I mean, you know, I work in a in a big building, and I really don't know everybody. But you know, when I come into work, if I pass people who I pass every day, or people who I know work there, I tell them hello, and I go on my way, because I think it's important to do that, just in general in your life. And I think when some like, like, like take Ray Nagin for instance, maybe he should come back and run. Okay, okay, again, I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean uh, and uh, I mean, every time I met him, I can tell you, he was, he was, he was, personally, he was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, of course, that doesn't mean you know that anything he did is okay or anything, but I mean, uh, but he was, you know. Relatively charming guy, yes. You know, and uh, and he was, you know, I, I, I was in the Gridiron Show when we used to have one, and I did a thing. The first year he was elected, I did a thing about the mayoral race that he had just won, and I made fun of all the candidates, including him. And when he got up there, he actually kind of quoted me that what I had just said, you know, because it, it was about his brother-in-law, because his brother-in-law had got like uh, the. Uh, Maury, I think I think Mark Moriel's uncle, who was not his, who was not Mark Moriel's uncle. In other words, he was he was Mark Moriel's uncle, and he had the uh, contract for the RTA or something. Glenn Hadle. Yeah, and then he tried to sell it to uh, or give it to uh, Nagin's brother-in-law for like eight dollars or something. Okay, and then of course Mark Moriel said that he's not my uncle; he's only married to my sister. Okay. <laughs> Which they they thought about they thought about taking some of Lincoln's quotes off for the memorial and putting that putting that quote up there to replace it, you know, because then you need to move on, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I saw Nagin on the street, like about you know ten months later on Canal Street. He had, he had like bodyguards, okay. Right. <laughs> and and I, I told him hello, and he told me hello. He said, "Oh yeah," he said he, re- he remembered me. And he said you were really great. He said you, were, you know, I like your work and all that stuff. So that was cool. You know, yes. he remembered, you know, and. Uh, and he was always, and his wife was gracious as well. After I made fun of him, they were nice to me, you know? And uh, anyway. Yeah, so the personal touch goes a long yeah. way towards, you know, generating goodwill with voters. But, I, you know, I, I don't think that if I were to make fun of Miss Cantrell, I get to, I don't know her, okay? But I get the feeling that if I were to make fun of her like I did against, uh, to, of, uh, of Mitch and of Megan in front of him, 
at, at the Grenache. I don't think she'd, don't, she might act like it was okay, but I don't think she'd like it. Now, I'm not blowing my own horn, but I was the only one that did that, okay? All right, and they were right there. Right. You know, and I don't think she, I don't think so. Okay. But I, I, like, I but, but maybe. Maybe, you know? I, yeah, you I don't know. know. I mean, I don't, I don't know either. I really don't know. I just, just my general impression, <clears throat> you know, and uh, um, let's see. Well, we, I think we have some time left here, and uh, we're talking to uh, Dr. Ed Scherfernack of UNO. There, there are posters out there, and, uh, you know, one thing also you just said a little while ago that I wanted to talk about as well is that I think that uh, the governor, John Bell Edwards, has done uh, a really a great job, actually. Uh, I mean, of, of getting the message across to people in a, in a tone that's, you know, acceptable and people, you know, are, you know, accepting of and right. listening to him and uh, kind of calming influence to some degree, considering. Yes, he's been leading from the front on this, that he's been very open about where we are in terms of the number of cases and the number of deaths, uh, emission, uh, issuing that emergency order. Um, now... Certainly, I think the public is probably uh, favorable, but certainly a number of Republicans in the legislature are, yeah, well, are not. Um, yeah. And, and you know, it's just a, it's the age-old power struggle, you know, that yeah, here's this executive making decisions unilaterally, kind of leaving us out of the loop. Well, we, we, need, we need to reinsert our authority back in there. That's the nature of the American political system. Yeah. Um, you know... But it has also that additional layer of partisanship included because we have a Democratic governor with a Republican legislature. You know, if 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 John Bill Edwards was uh, not such a uh, stringent on the abortion issue as he is, his position on the abortion issue is, is you know pretty non-democratic in a national sense. Right, right, right. If it was if it was if it was say half of what it is, some and still maybe he 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 could he could destroy Trump. I think he would. Be a formidable candidate. Um, it would, he would have a lot of difficulty though with the the, the more left wing. Sure. Well, uh, well, because of, of the because of that party, because, because of that, of that cult, issue. cultural issue. Other yes. than that, I think he'd be okay. Yes. You know, because um, he's because he's. I mean, and and I have to say, you know, when you look at the Democratic primaries that we've had, okay, one of the reasons why Joe Biden. I mean, I, I might be I might be absolutely wrong, but I kind of think one of the reasons that Joe Biden is the, the nominee was because people. Most of the candidates were too far to the left for the, for the mainstream of American politics on both sides. Now, I mean, eventually, you know, you know, the Democratic Party is going to keep going left and left and left. I think, but 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 right now, there's still enough people involved who who don't want to go so far so quickly. Uh, unlike the, well, the Republican Party has already moved to the right. Well, that's why. No, no, I yeah, mean, yeah, that's that's a given so, at this point. Yes, but I mean, because so it's so it's been an asymmetrical movement. I mean, uh, Republican parties moved to the right. The Democratic has moved to the left, but not quite to the degree that Republicans have moved right, to the right. But, the but I agree with but you. But their candidates have, most yeah. of them. Well, they've got a couple of candidates. You're Bernie Sanders. And Elizabeth Warren. Right. And even... But, they, but you know, they're... The, 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 Camilla, Camilla Harris and Klobuchar, okay, when they ran in, in their states, okay, were definitely... Uh, more to the right than most yes, Democrats, and now, they're, and now they're not okay because they wanted to be the president of the Democratic Party. I mean, I'm not saying they're as far left as the other ones, but they've shifted pretty significant. In other words, when 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 un unfortunately when Mr. F Floyd died, that was the end of Amy. Even if she had a chance to be vice president, she has not now. Right. No, uh, Joe Biden. Uh, excuse me, Joe Biden. Uh, That's what he would have said. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, it's almost, I don't want to say inevitable, but he probably needs a selected 
uh, an African American female. Sure, absolutely. It's, it's, I, in fact, I thought about. That. I need to go to Vegas and bet. I need to go. I need to bet on Harris. It's almost got to be her. Um, it, it, maybe it won't be, but maybe, it seems like know, it has it, to be. It, it makes sense outside of the fact that you know she's from California. It which doesn't anyway. really add anything to the ticket geographically. Yeah, but that's. I think that's kind of overrated. Because. I think it's kind of overrated to some degree. Cause I, the, the, I don't think that the, the, the vice president really makes that much difference unless, unless they're an idiot. You know, like, yeah, quail or something like that. You know what I mean? Okay, but I mean... But, uh, but didn't he didn't make any difference. They won. No, he won. No, no, no. no that's true. But I'm just saying. But I mean, I, I just don't think it, it really makes... The only the only significance it does have, as you're right, is, is the state. In other words, if Abrams is the nominee, that might give him a good shot at Georgia, maybe. Right. Okay, because it'll, it'll get the people to come out. But that's another thing about... That's one of the reasons why I think Trump won, was because, like everybody else, I didn't think I didn't think he had he, he had a, he had a chance to win. Okay, I really didn't. I don't think he I don't think he thought he had a chance right. to win. Okay, but but sometimes you have to believe what you see, as opposed to what you know. And it seems to me, as I was watching that election, the crowds that he had were large and enthusiastic, and hers weren't so. And I just think that he that his his vote, whatever it was, was motivated. And that's the same thing with Obama. When Obama ran that second time, especially, those people stood in line mm-hmm. for hours because they were going to vote come hell or high water. You know, and he she just didn't have that. She didn't have that same, you know. With a what the, the one of the themes that came out in two thousand sixteen that you had two candidates that had high negatives. Yeah. Right. Right. That, you know they weren't viewed favorably by the public. Um, majorities didn't trust either one of them, and so in fact, what they're, they're called the haters. Yeah, it's a group of people who don't like either right, candidate, right, yeah. and so they swung overwhelmingly to Donald Trump. It's a code word. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the word, but that's what no, they no, use no, in the no, lexicon. No, 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 I'm not blaming you. I'm not, right. I'm not, I'm not, I understand. But that's what they're called. I understand. I don't know. I don't know. But. They swung overwhelmingly to Donald Trump, and so uh, if I don't know if it's a matter of enthusiasm or just a matter of I just can't trust her. Uh, I may not trust him, but at yeah. least this yeah. will be something new, something different. Right, right. In fact, that's that's another one of my theories, of which I've never gotten a Fulbright scholarship for. Is uh, in my experience, just kind of paying attention to the, like, the electoral politics of the United States in my in my adult life. It seems that when the American electorate, which is one of the reasons why, you, why Trump won, because he's something different, mm-hmm. okay? And whenever the American electorate is giving a viable something different, it really has a great appeal. Yes. Ross Perot, Jesse Ventura, maybe even Ronald Reagan to some degree, okay? Not so much, but, but, but Jesse Ventura, you know, people like that. It's like, well, wait, how can you vote for that guy? Well, because cause the, other, the other thing has failed us. Right. The two major parties are just status quo, right? Right, and that they haven't delivered for us. Let's go with something new. Because when you consider when you consider how rich, how powerful, how vital our society is, regardless of all the flaws that we have, there should be plenty of food for everybody. There should be plenty of health care for everybody. Should be plenty of everything for everybody, and there isn't. Right, and it's because of that. Because it's, I mean, if you were to take all of the money that has been pissed away, away by malfeasance by every level of American government in the 20th century, we could all retire and never have to work if, they had, if that money was in a big pile. 
I mean, in other words, you give $57 million to the RTA and they buy a wheelbarrow. You know what I mean? And it comes out, I'm not tricking on the RTA, but I'm just saying, you know, it's unbelievable because it's too much. Governments operate by a different ethic than the, than the private sector. It's because you've got a, you've got issues of fairness, <clears throat> following the rules that you don't have in the. No, I'm serious. No, okay, okay. Is, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, you're serious. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm here for the other stuff. Because it's just a matter of, you know, you want productivity and you want efficiency in government, but you're never going to get it. Yeah. Because their focus is on the top line, the rules that are imposed on them on how they behave. Whereas in the private sector, the focus is on the bottom line, right? Yeah. Maximizing your self-interest. Yeah. Well, but... but No, no, true, because that's all well, that's true, but... Because, but, you know, but, you want you focus on the right. bottom line, maximize no, your profits. No, no, no. But in the government, it's, you're focused on the top line because there are people out there, whether it's interest groups, whether it's the legislature, whether it's sure. citizens imposing rules on these individuals, constraining how they behave and that's why it makes it so hard to move and that's why they waste so much money but it's, it but it, there's also there's other there's also I mean you're right I'm not I'm not arguing with that but the bottom the, there is a bottom line okay for the politicians and that's being elected which comes into play with what you're saying because they have to kowtow to certain constituencies mm-hmm. or they won't win but that's not you know not that was necessarily responding to the proper you know, stimulus, you know, of, of, your, of, of what you're supposed to be doing. In other words, finally, in fact, finally, okay, we have institutions in this country, and I think finally, and I'm not taking sides, I'm not, finally some of these Republicans in the government are showing signs that they got to let him do whatever he wants, like Grassley. I think Grassley's finally saying, no, no, you're not going to get your judges now, just like oh, because rubber stamped the- because of this. I mean, you know, at least there's a limit. You know, Mattis coming out, okay, Esper. You know, I mean, finally, well, f- well first of all, because it's, 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 it's going to turn, let, let's say the polls go, end up being like in, a, in, in the beginning of September, he's down by 16 points. They're going to jump off the ship like rats. These people are running for office, well, the yeah, Republicans. They've got, a, they've got their own survival. Absolutely. That's their bottom line. Right. Okay. Well, what I'm talking about is these bureaucracies that, okay. you know, well, that... That make the rules and, and implement the policies, yeah. and well, why is it we've, they're spending fifty, you know, three hundred dollars on a hammer? Right. Well, those like are the that. people that those are the people that that people like Trump or or probably even people, some people on the left run against. Right. Well, that's the kind of the the irony of it is that Congress imposes these rules on these individuals, and then runs against them for being inefficient. Yeah. yeah right. You know, they're just following yeah. the rules well, that, that are given to them, and so, and then. People get frustrated. They go to their Congress rep- congressional representatives for some sort of relief or help or you know s- service. So they win both ways. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm looking at the clock and we're out of time. So uh, we've been talking to uh, Dr. Ed Shervenak of UNO, and I sure appreciate you uh, coming by. And it was very, it was uh, informative. Oh, it was and, a great conversation. And, and Thank you. One I appreciate. Thank you. Listen to WAMF FM, New Orleans, ninety point three on your radio dial.